suddenly seeing that so many prophets and prophetic voices seem to miss it, I think it's healthy to pull back, not to say, okay, I'm going to the other extreme, but to pull back and prayerfully, scripturally consider what we just observed. What's up you guys, how you doing? I'm Paul. I'm Morgan. In today's video, we thought we would share with you guys, we would open up we would go a little deeper into our just our honest journey with churches, with denominations, with doctrine, and share kind of some shifts, some changes that have taken place within Morgan and I as we're seeking the Lord and seeking to go deeper in the faith and hold on, hold on to the truth that God desires us to walk in. I'm excited to dive deeper into this. Yes, we have a lot to share with you guys, but before we get into it, make sure you subscribe, turn on that notification bell, give this video a thumbs up. Do it early. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. We make videos on culture and social issues from a Christian perspective to help you have hope and be free. Real quick, you guys, we just want to say thank you thank so you. much to the people who have become patrons, to our current patrons. This past month, you guys, we reached our- We reached our 30 goal our early. 30 count goal early. So we will be sending you guys your stuff in the mail. Get ready. Yes, and stay tuned for our next incentive. We're trying to get to the 300 patrons. We're at 231 right now. If you guys believe in our content and want to support what we're doing monthly, patreon.com slash Paul and Morgan show. We will link it below. So once we decided on this topic, Morgan and I, we thought through some things. I took a decent amount of notes because I really want to approach this in a healthy, God-honoring way, tackling some real, you know, weighty things, sharing some concerns, but yeah, doing it in a way that is just a blessing to the body of Christ. Yes, I want to make it very clear that, you know, you guys come to our channel to hear our thoughts, hear our opinions, to even find answers sometimes. Our prayer is that Holy Spirit would move through us in all of our videos and bring you guys answers and encouragement and opinions that maybe you didn't hear before. But Paul and I are still just two human beings. Yep. And we are on our own journeys with the Lord, just like you guys are. And we just so happen to have a platform where you guys get to witness our journeys. And witness when we have some changes taking place. Go back to the Word of God. That's what we encourage you guys to do all the time. So we appreciate your all's encouragement and kindness as we just are on this journey alongside y'all. So where to begin? Wow. Where to begin? Wow, 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 wow. Well, Morgan, I know that you had mentioned wanting to say towards the beginning of this that this kind of journey, we could call it a doctrinal journey. We could call it a denominations journey, a Christian denominations, a church denominations. On this journey, it's it's not one that we've taken lightly. In fact, it's been very difficult at times. One fear that particularly stands out to me is that I have been praying and like I've cried about this to Paul in just like our journey and trying to decide. There's been tears, you guys. <laughs> There's been tears. In trying to decide like what church we're going to go to or whatever. And this might sound like really silly or goofy, but I just... We're being real with you guys. <laughs> I have cried about the fear of losing the fire for the Lord. I have gone to churches and gone to revival nights and gone to conferences 
where it's all just like about the fire, having that fire for God and how it's just super passionate, how you are on stage like screaming and you're off stage bawling and like that's to me like that's kind of what I've been taught for years now like that's what the fire looks like and now Paul and I are kind of like experimenting so to say oh that sounds controversial (laughs) okay not experimenting but we're going to a church that looks a lot different than what I've been a part of for years and I've had to ask God, like, Lord, do these people have the fire? Because it doesn't look like it. What is or does the it? fire? Yeah. What yeah. is, like, defining <laughs> what is the fire? Yes. What is revival? And just yeah. these big things that you can be kind of are surrounded by. And so you just kind of start to take on this is what it's about. Mm-hmm. And then you pull back and it's like, what is that? the fire is it all about this or and when we say when we use kind of blanket statements that like this these type of doctrines or this type of denomination it's all about this it's not necessarily all about that but it's a very heavy emphasis yes so hopefully we can we can yeah we don't want to put any church or any denomination in a box because yeah you know, these are just our experiences at certain churches, conferences, revival nights, whatever. They're just our experiences. Like, yeah. we know that there are churches out there that have a really great balance. And, and even some of these places have a really good balance. But, like, we're just seeing the emphasis on certain things and the lack of other things, you know? Yeah. So, guys, <laughs> as we move into some specific stuff, take from this what you will. Go to the word of God. We're just sharing where we're at in our experience. I think something Paul and I have both recognized in churches over the years is that churches tend to, and I don't want to speak for every church, but churches that we've noticed and and been looking at and been attending and whatever, um, but a good amount of churches tend to find something that they're really passionate about or they feel really convicted about and that becomes their entire church like that's what they're preaching and teaching on or that's what they're super passionate about or they're really pushing that or every time they have a conference this is what they're talking about la 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 oh yeah i mean and i i guess can can we have freedom here to disagree yeah or not even necessarily disagree maybe but just (laughs) push back on each other i i like that i like being able to do that okay so so yeah i i agree what are you pushing back on there does seem to be emphasis emphases Mm -hmm. but not necessarily like this is you know you take maybe this church or this church this is all that they're about there might just to me be a heavier leaning into one direction i don't know if i would say it's as severe as what it's kind of sounding like from you oh Okay, I'm not meaning to make it sound severe. Sounds pretty severe in my opinion. Oh, okay. Well, scratch everything I just said then. Don't need to scratch it. You can give your opinion. (laughs) No, I don't want to make it sound severe. I'm just saying, yes, like you said, there's an emphasis on certain things in certain churches. And it's like... But if the emphasis gets far enough, then perhaps it becomes concerning. Right. And you and I have recognized that we want to find the balance between the healing and the prophesying and the gifts of the spirit, all that stuff, alongside knowing scripture and the practicals of 
working hard and looking at proverbs and seeing that you know laziness and what are the fruits of the spirit what does godliness with contentment look like all these things let's dive into it so morgan and i i think it's safe to say we have been sitting in for a while now up till more recently we've been sitting in more of that charismatic pentecostal even as far as to say kind of a, a hyper charismatic potentially depending on how you define it way of thinking so that said you guys probably watching kind of know when you think of charismatic or pentecostal some of the things associated with that without like getting too into just like explaining it can we just give yeah some of our personal pros and cons of our experience i think that for a long time paul and i just kind of didn't ask questions when it came to certain things in the pentecostal charismatic realm like bethel or todd white you know stuff like that we've made videos on that before in the past and we were just like all for it we were very we were much more heavily like Oh, we may not agree with everything, but we really like, we like these guys. Yeah. But I would say that we did agree with almost everything. It, we were, so that is an example of where we were, kind of the, the charismatic, hyper charismatic. And churches that, you know, we're coming out of, were very much, you know, plugged into Bethel and Todd White and those types of ministries, um, Dan Moeller and... Please, like, we're not saying anything bad about these people, and we're not saying that we don't agree with a lot of what they teach and preach right now. But I think the difference now... Well, and then, again, just, like, dropping that on them, there are some things, yes. pretty significant things that we have come to see differently. I guess not to say that these specific Todd White or Bethel, I don't think that we should throw them out and say there's not any good fruit coming out of these teachings or these yeah. we're not going to call them false teachers <laughs> like I, I i feel like i could say so and so are false teachings and false movements I, I would not say that about these specific ones but i still think it is appropriate to share that there, there are significant things enough significant things that we are moving more away from a bethel or a todd white type of mindset the mindset of I don't know, I'm trying to think of a specific example. Like, what is one thing that Bethel does that we're just like, no. Well, here's a good example. Um, Bethel and their approach to prophecy, for instance, is a very, uh, what I would almost consider a, just a casual, anyone and everyone can, you know, be a prophet. And, and there is, the interesting thing is there is some scriptural precedence for, you know, we desire the spiritual gifts, but I guess what we're saying is it feels like whether it's prophecy, whether it's the healings and the miracles, whether it's that fire that you mentioned, churches have gone so far into that direction that is that it feels like they've gotten off into the weeds. Mm -hmm. And when we were maybe really into that charismatic and Pentecostal, we were right there and we were totally okay with that. And we perhaps didn't see concerns like we do now. And I think some stuff, if we're being honest, came to light with the Trump prophecies, because we, during the Trump, I was getting close to the 2020 election, and we were still kind of sitting in that um, that place in the Pentecostal charismatic, more, more or less, and so we were looking at these Trump pro prophecies, getting pretty excited and feeling like we even made a video saying, yeah, we, we think that these, these prophecies are correct, mm -hmm. didn't we? 
think so yeah and more likely than not yeah i mean i think that we definitely just in whether we made a video i think we did make a video but even outside of making videos in our own personal sphere and realm we mm -hmm. we very much were like yeah i think that these are right like seems good yeah <laughs> and like yeah. And these so, are really solid people of the faith like we're gonna why wouldn't we believe them chris valentin from bethel the the prophet is what they call him at bethel mm -hmm. had made you know prophecies and um all of the i mean we saw so many people so again many. so many people making these prophecies that trump's gonna get reelected, and it's it's been said by god it's gonna happen and then when it didn't happen oh it's still gonna happen or it, it was just such an interesting ordeal that i think it was healthy is the bible says to examine your faith and doctrine closely to test the spirits like it, it gives all of these things in scripture to ultimately not just go through the christian faith la 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 it's like to know examine and watch your doctrine closely yeah. test it with scripture and so suddenly seeing that so many prophets and prophetic voices seem to miss it i think it's healthy to pull back not to say okay i'm going to the other extreme but to pull back and prayerfully scripturally consider what we just observed that was a big turning point for us i think it was significant and i think th there was already starting to be some yeah. pretty yeah there was significant stuff going on in our hearts i know that it really hasn't been and this is an interesting thing to factor in. Up till about a year ago, I would have considered myself a man of the word that read scripture with consistency, with fervency. But up till really about a year ago, I wouldn't have considered myself as someone that studies uh, scripture or really does too much testing of what I'm hearing maybe from different pastors, different teachings. I, I didn't do too much testing it with scripture. And I've been moving more in that direction. And I think that has kind of been a part of all this as well. That's been huge. I don't know if it's necessarily the church's fault or what, but I think that people, us, we get into this comfort with the church that we're going to yeah. and the people that are leading the church. And we just kind of get to a place where, and I'm speaking for Paul and I, we got to a place where we didn't feel like we needed to ask questions. We could just accept yeah. what their faith and their beliefs were as also our faith and our beliefs. And I think that that's dangerous. I think that no matter what church you're going to, who your leaders are, you need to have your own faith and your own belief system with the Lord. Like obviously a lot of what you believe and maybe everything that you believe is going to line up with your church. Um, but yeah. I think it's a little concerning if <laughs> every, every single, single thing that the church believes, you believe. It's because funny. no church is perfect. <laughs> that's an, and that's absolutely right. And we need to make that clear. Like no matter where we end up yeah. and we, we are going, we've been going to a church now for several months. Really appreciate it. Um, no matter where we end up, it's not going to be perfect. But I think it's interesting hearing you say like, because you hear that all the time. You need to make sure you have your own walk with the Lord beyond just yeah. the church. Like that's become cliche almost because right. everyone says it. But we're like now looking at that statement, <laughs> taking it a step farther. Not mm -hmm. just do you need your own walk with the Lord because you can easily have your own walk with the Lord and just be almost like, feel like I'm safe in right. this church to the point where I... I'd can just say that's trust where we were. I can trust anything and everything. I'm safe here. I don't really need to dive into the word and study it and test what I'm hearing with the word. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not necessarily that by testing what you're hearing, 
you're all of a sudden it's like these giant glaring doctrinal heresies and right. this is a heretics or you know are the preachers like it's not necessarily that but it could be that maybe this the the denomination this church that I'm a part of has gotten perhaps too hyper focused on one thing that they've gotten off in the weeds and perhaps it would be God's best for you to pull back and realize maybe I need to be somewhere else. And I think that there's this idea that like if um, you go to a church, you all of the sudden like you can't question what's being preached. Like, I don't know. M maybe there's not. But for me, in my mind, like growing up and stuff like that was just kind of the case. Like this pastor, he knows way more than me. So like, why would I ever question him? Mm -hmm. And that's why so many churches have flopped because people aren't questioning them and holding the pastors accountable to their preaching and teaching. It's like, wait, you just preach something that does not actually make any biblical sense. Like, so, you know, we haven't held it pastors accountable almost in a lot of churches. So Morgan, let's talk about then fairly recently just attending some revival nights. Uh, I have, I mean, there's been just a number of them and we're not lumping them all together, but just some things that I've particularly noticed and I want to hear your thoughts because um, we had mentioned already talking about the fire and it's like, like we, I desire, you know, we desire God. We want to walk just with your passion and your fire, but does that only look a certain way? Kind of like the way that maybe more of the charismatics have it looking but as far as the revival nights so we attended uh, a couple more recently just some some thoughts or some concerns one of mine is I just see the term revival almost being and this is just my perspective being thrown around as this just this word like we we have to chase revival we have to chase the movements Oh, there's this movement's coming into town. This movement's coming from the West Coast. Revival's really happening. So then we go, and it's like, what is their definition of revival? Like, that was a cool church meeting. Like, worship was pretty good. You know, some preaching from the stage about the fire and the revival. But it's like, I, I guess I just have kind of in more recent times taken a step back and asked myself, what is revival? What is the revival that is so clearly like they're after and they're preaching and how does it line up with scripture? What is emphasized, especially in the New Testament, as far as, you know, godly living, what should godly living look like? And then compared to what it seems like these people have such an emphasis on, which is revival, which is the fire, signs and wonders, God is about to do something big that's going to blow our minds, the passion and the charisma and the emotion. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, okay, I, I definitely think there's a place for that. But where is the emphasis on living a godly life, a quiet life? Godliness with contentment is great gain. The inner workings, the more quiet workings of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience like that's not very exciting or glamorous mm -hmm. but that's a fruit of the holy spirit faithfulness oh wait faithfulness like that doesn't seem like it's as important as the fire and the miracles and the but it's it's one of the fruits of the spirit that was acknowledged in galatians gentleness self-control self-control that's special and it may not look quite as intense and fiery 
but it's part of God's heart and the Holy Spirit. The more Paul and I are just realizing, we've, we've always known this. No church is going to be perfect. No pastor is going to have it all figured out. No person is going to have all of the answers. We realize that. We get that. And so it's up to us to, one, make the decision of what church we're going to get plugged into. Are we more, do we desire that deep, passionate worship that's just fire and everyone's dancing and and yelling and crying? Uh Or do we desire the the pastor that's going to come out and just preach straight scripture and and straight from the word of God and encourage you to get into the word of God and study it deeply and know it like what do we want and maybe there's a church that has all of those things I don't know if there is <laughs> I know that there's a church out there that has <laughs> close to those things but then they have major flaws and that's you know we got to be able to just yeah recognize all churches are going to have major flaws even the best ones Mm -hmm. that are most tailored to exactly like kind of what we feel like it should look like most tailored to god's heart and scripture Mm -hmm. still gonna have flaws they're being led by humans but that doesn't mean that again you have to just kind of be like all right i'm just gonna accept this and you're Mm -hmm. accepting these major things that perhaps like would be better and healthier for you to get out and move to something else. I just want to make it clear, like, we believe that the Lord can move in wild ways. Do it, Lord. Do and, it. And mysterious ways. We believe that he is still active in healing and prophesying and deliverance and, and just, like, we see and know... Life change. Drastic, dramatic life changes. Yes. Like, there is total freedom in the Lord. Like, I believe in that. But I think that there are churches and people who have gotten so wrapped up in healings prophesying being on fire that they've forgotten like the practical things in life that like god is also in the practical things my personal experience it's been kind of damaging that I've had to work through things with the Lord that like prophecies were spoken over my life years ago and it's like they did not come to pass. And so rather than be angry at those people who prophesied those things over me and how dare they, like I have to one, just recognize they're human. But recognize that because of the church or the denomination or the the people that they've surrounded themselves with have kind of like giving them the confidence and boldness to do that type of stuff like it makes me want to pull away from those types of things and and beliefs because they were damaging to me and I don't want to damage someone else does that mean I'll never prophesy over someone no does it mean that I'll never go pray for healing fully believing that they will be healed when I pray over them no but I'm going to make for certain that I have the full confidence of the Lord before I do that. And it's not just someone from my church telling me, go do this. You need to be out there. You need to be prophesying. You need to be healing. I would even say that there can, I can still pray for somebody to be healed and not necessarily have the full confidence that they're going to be healed. Yes, true. Like I'm still going to pray. I I hope they are. Yes. I still pray over people to be healed and and praying and hoping and believing and trusting like lord heal them like and desiring them to be healed right then and there but being okay with the fact that 
they walk away and they're not healed. And I know that there are people out there who are like, no, I will not settle. I'm going to keep praying over you until you are healed right here now. And I'm just like, Lord, I just want your will to be done. And I know that through pain, through my own journey of infertility, (sighs) that people have prayed over me to be healed immediately. And I wasn't. And this is like years, like a few years ago, a year ago, whatever. And I'm still struggling with infertility. Through this journey of infertility, I have grown closer to the Lord. I have learned how to rely on Him in ways that I would not have learned if I hadn't gone through this journey of infertility. You know, like we want to like, I don't know. There are people and churches and, and belief systems that we've fallen into, that people have fallen into believing that like someone can't like, be their full selves or truly walk with God if they're not fully healed from infertility or cancer or back issues or whatever. And it's like, that's just not the case. Like the Lord can still move through that stuff. I don't want to fall into the belief system that like the Lord can't move through your trials and pain and that like we have to go get prayed over and healed or else God isn't going to be able to work. So even though Morgan and I are moving more towards, uh, I don't even know what you'd call it. Just a middle ground. Like ho- that's the thing. We're trying to find the middle ground. <laughs> we are. with When it comes to say more of the reformed side, whether that's Presbyterian or I don't even know, could you say that like a, a traditional Baptist is... Um, there's still a lot that I don't even know, but yeah. moving more in, in into this, more towards this, while still desiring a middle ground, like we see lots of good things with, we'll just call it the Reformed. We see just going to scripture and dedicated to the reading of scripture, even though, again, no blanket statements. You can't... Yeah, we don't want to say Pentecostal churches don't right. go to scripture. That's not and true. We can't, and <laughs> we can't say that all reform side right. or just like deep into scripture they're not but that seems to be a little bit more of a pattern of like what does scripture say let's test stuff with scripture let's not allow ourselves to get too into our own ideas and interpretations and emotions mm-hmm. which so maybe less emotionally driven than say the charismatic yeah I, I think that that is a fair statement that the charismatic pentecostal movement is very emotionally driven and we saw that even ways. going to one of the revival nights recently and it was like the band, and this is just given an example, the band was up there and they stayed up there beyond just worship to like while the, the pastor was gonna give in some prophetic words over people in the audience and the band would like, as he's talking, start going like really hard and it was like, okay, this this is just very emotionally driven. I almost had to like laugh because it was like he started giving a prophetic word and then the band was like and I'm like, okay. Uh, that was intense. Well, so I'm just thinking to myself, so then you get more of this, yeah, the reform the that are like, no, we're not going to really play to the emotions, mm-hmm. which can be abused. I'm just saying, I think it can absolutely be abused and we think we're having this Holy Spirit experience, but if you remove the band, if you remove all this stuff, it's like, that's kind of a big part of it a lot of times, not saying always across the board, 
mm-hmm. something I've kind of noticed. Yeah. But then it can also be abused in the whole non-emotion. Don't show any emotion. Don't you ever rely on the feelings that the Lord has given you. Maybe they tend to almost, yeah, like you're saying, get a little bit nervous of the emotions, mm-hmm. of the looking weird, of the out of the box. And so they play it too safe when you see David saying to his wife, I will become even more undignified than this as he dances before the Lord looking ridiculous. You see the use of instruments in worship in the Bible. So it's like, can they start getting too one-sided and playing it safe, so to speak, or whatever you call that? Yeah. Avoiding emotion in any emotion. Like, the emotions are good, but let's not go too far and abuse that and make things hyper-emotional. So, I mean, there are things in regards to this side that can be too extreme. And, and there are some doctrines, if I'm just being frank, um, that are pretty big pillars, I would say, of the reformed uh, way of thinking that we currently disagree with. So it's like, where do we fit in? What song is that? Where do we... F- Tangled? Where do I fit in? Nope. Not Tangled? <laughs> R- frozen? No. Where do I fit... Comment below if you have any idea. I- <laughs> I'm not just making this up. Where do I fit in? So it is. It's like, but I'm okay with not needing to fit in. Yeah, no. Because like you said, and on one, one other thing about kind of the reform Presbyterian side, I feel personally as I observe it, because we already kind of gave some, some pretty strong concerns. We've focused on the charismatic side and our concerns there. I've also noticed with the, the reform Presbyterian side that it seems like they hold their doctrines of kind of what they've decided is important, what they've interpreted things as. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you just hear that so much from them. It's like, okay, let's just get back to the gospel and the word of God. But it's like, we're hyper-focusing on this and this and this. Yeah, These are our doctrines. And it's like, I get it. Doctrine is important. The Bible says doctrine is important, but can we... <sighs> <sighs> I hope that this video encourages you guys if you're just maybe you're at the exact same place that we're at you're seeing things on the pentecostal charismatic side and you're seeing things on the reform side you're seeing good from here good from and here maybe, and you're like where do i go you, maybe you've been really on one side and you're just yeah. like am i getting too caught up in the extremeness of this this belief system or this and it's not again it's not like this is a false religion right no but are we getting too in the weeds with this type of doctrines mm-hmm. are we getting too in the weeds over here and it's like yeah. i'm you're so you're on a quest like us to find more of the healthy middle ground we're calling you out of the weeds come out of the weeds and into the clearing oh but then it's like also dangerous to become hyper like cynical mm-hmm. and okay this church did this. Don't agree. Right. I'm out. And that's this church the journey did... that we've been on. Because we can relate to that as well. We have to, yeah, like we've had to kind of decide like, okay, like we're, we're going to find a church and we're going to just. It's good enough. Mm-hmm. That's good enough. and That we can pour into. Yes, that we can pour into, that we can be poured into. Like we see, like, yes, we can receive from them and like. Uh, we can connect and build community here and be okay with the fact that we don't see eye to eye on everything. We're going to continue questioning on our in our own time and, and going to the Lord. And if we think it's a big enough deal, going to our pastor, whatever, and asking questions and, and, and learning from one another. We're just on that journey to find the balance, to see the good things from yeah. 
all the denominations. Yeah. All the signs. There, there is good things coming from the charismatic Absolutely. that the reformed Presbyterian Needs would benefit from. Would benefit from embracing some of. There's things that the charismatic could could really use, and that's where ironing, sharpening iron, the body of Christ, assuming you are in Christ, mm-hmm. again, not like walking a completely false religion, and that's a dangerous place to be, but assuming you're in Christ and maybe getting a little caught up in the weeds, I, I, I wish that the barriers of of uh, denominations would get broken down so that we could, okay, like, you're, yeah. so you're over here more. I love you, man. You're still a brother in Christ. You're over here more. What can we learn from each other? How can we encourage each other? Maybe challenge each other. But we're the body of Christ. Yeah, I hate that there's so many denominations. I didn't. I, it's just weird. And it is a red <laughs> flag when we see because these we definitely you can notice these people that are so zealous and they need things to be right and they are so cynical of churches and then they pull away and they're lone rangers. Yeah. And the Bible says, "Do not forsake the meeting of the brethren," but they've isolated themselves because oh, all churches are just totally messed up. I'm out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not what to do either. So God, give us wisdom to be plugged in, to pour out, to be poured into mm-hmm. in a place that is, again, it sounds too, almost too practical or irreverent almost, but a, a place that's good enough. This place is good enough. They have the core tenets. They love you. They're not too out in the weeds. Good enough. Let's plant our roots, pour in, be poured into. Guys, comment below. Let us know where you fall in regards to this. Are you on a journey of your own? Can you relate with some of the stuff we're sharing? Do you feel like, oh no, actually I am really heavy on this side and I'm very convinced that it is the right way? Like we open to hearing all of it. Let's keep the dialogue go- going and hopefully it can be helpful to the believers as a whole that are watching this, the PM fam. But more importantly than anything and everything, go to the Word of God and yeah. study it. Study to show yourself approved. <laughs> All right. If you haven't given this video a thumbs up, go ahead and give it a thumbs up because we tackled this topic and it was heavy and we were vulnerable. <laughs> All right, guys. We love you all. God bless you. Stay in the Word of God. Stay strong. We'll see you again very soon. In fact, for tomorrow's live stream. All right, guys. Have hope. And be free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're calling you out of the weeds. Come out of the Nile, Moses. Be withdrawn from the reeds. <laughs> from the reeds. Hey, guys. As you may have noticed, we get very few brand deals, which is why our patrons, the names you see here, are so important. You guys really are the lifeblood of this ministry. We could not do this without you all. If you believe in this content and you want to partner with us on Patreon, click the link below or just go to patreon.com slash Show.